It's the middle with Anthony Weiner on WABC. I know Anthony Weiner for a long time. He was a really bad guy. Taking a step back to look at things with a new perspective. Anthony Weiner, um, I'm not a big fan. It's the middle with Anthony Weiner. No, 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 Kevin, bring this down, bring this, we don't have time for music today, this is Anthony Weiner, this is the middle, just pretend it just played, pretend Brian Adams played, pretend it's like New York, New York, we've got too much to do, it's Anthony Weiner, this is the middle, we only have an hour, and this is the week that the President of the United States was indicted for essentially trying to overthrow the results of an election, taking away my rights to vote, we've got a lot to do. We don't have time for small talk. I can't give you an update about Jordan this week. It's good. If I were to give it to you, that bozo they called in last week might buy, might be upset. I don't have time to talk about hockey. I don't have time to talk about the Mets. I got none of that because we only have an hour, and it is the burden that I carry that I have to go mop up about three days' worth of the craziest stuff we've been hearing about this uh, Trump indictment. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Go ahead, start calling if you want. But I want to caution you, this is going to be a real hard swerve from where we've been here on this radio station for the last few days. If you want to call in and talk about, well, what about Hunter? What about Hillary? What about Anthony Weiner? What about D.C.? What about these other things? We might have some time for that towards the end of the show. But for the show, we're going to be focusing on the fact, the historic fact, that probably the most historic indictment in the history of my, I mean, of my lifetime. I can't think of a criminal indictment that was more important that we're going to be reading about in history books. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. I'm going to be here for an hour. That's all I've got. And then I'm here for left versus right with Curtis. We do more local things. And by the way, I say it's all that I've got because I put out the APB all around the station. Any host wants me to come on and talk about the indictment and talk about the, the stuff that's in it. I was willing to. No one took me up on it. So here you go. You're stuck with me for an hour. And don't get me wrong. Look, I still believe in the show. I, I have this whole preamble that I do every week where I talk about we push off from the far left. We push off from the far right. I still mean all that stuff. But the stuff that has been said uh, by people claiming to be lawyers on this radio station and on other places like Fox News and other places have been contemptibly wrong and dishonest. And let's just reset the table here. Um, it is okay to speak your mind in politics. It is okay. It is the very first amendment of our Constitution. And in a lot of cases, it's even okay to lie. It's okay to lie in politics. I'm sorry to say that. But in thousands, Maybe even millions. I don't know. We got to get, we got to look it up. In millions of cases, it's not legal to lie. If you lie in a bank application, because oh, it's just I was expressing my freedom of speech. Or if you're asked about sex during a civil deposition and you lie about it, you can get you in big trouble. You can be impeached for that. And sometimes it's illegal to say the exact same words 
in two circumstances. In one case, not only don't you go to jail, no one even even flinches. On the other case, you go to jail. What if you say the words, um, let's bury that guy. Let's bury him. If you're in the huddle playing football, it's very different than if you're on a microphone at the Ravenite Social Club talking about a bunch of people who make it their business to kill their rivals. I mean, I can yell into, watch what I'm about to do. Fire, fire, fire. The FCC won't give me a hard time about that. No one can sue me about that. No, it's causing no harm. If I go and do that at the next showing of of Barbie, I can be sent to prison. Now, you, my dear listener, you know this. Yet for days you have been fed a steady diet of people telling you that you're too dumb to understand this. People in the news, guests, people who come on as lawyers, they tell you that Donald Trump is being prosecuted for his free speech. They think you're idiots. I don't. I don't think you're an idiot. Now, it would be great if every American read this indictment because throughout history, God willing, we still have a country. School kids are going to be re- people. This is an important thing. It's a really big deal. I know we're a little numb from it, but it's a big deal. But I'm going to read you. This is page two. This isn't buried in the document somewhere. This is not something that's like an obscure part of it. Every paragraph in the indictment is numbered. This is number three, right after Donald Trump is this person and basically the introduction. This is the very, very beginning of the indictment. And I'm going to read you now the entire paragraph. The defendant, Donald Trump, had a right, like every American, to speak publicly about the election and even to claim falsely that there had been outcome determinative fraud during the election and that he had won. He was also entitled to formally challenge the results in the election through lawful and appropriate means, such as seeking recounts or audits of the popular vote in states or filing lawsuits, challenging ballots and procedures. Indeed, in many cases, the defendant did pursue these methods of contesting election results. His efforts to change the outcome in any state through recounts, audits, or legal challenges were uniformly unsuccessful. He has a right to contest the election. He had a right. He has a right to lie about it. That's not what this indictment is about. And anyone who tells you otherwise is lying to you. If you want to challenge the election, go at it. Hillary Clinton did. Anthony Weiner did. Happens all the time. Not illegal. But if you lie to a state official to try to get them to change or ignore their election results in their states, that's a crime. It's illegal. You can't do that. And what if you organize a plan to replace legal electoral college members with fake ones by lying to them and telling them they're only going to use these in case the election was overturned? That's illegal. And what if you're the president and you order the vice president to break the law and then when he refuses You use your words and your tweets and your voice and your bully pulpit to incite an armed crowd against the vice president. That's the fire, fire in a a crowded, a crowded theater. That's illegal. But wait a minute, some people have said. What if he super duper crosses heart, honestly believes the election was stolen? 
What if he really believes that? Can he go out and say it over and over and over again, even to election officials, even to to whoever? Well, if you read this indictment, you would have a really, really, really hard time believing that he did. Paragraph 11 lists some of the people that told him. And these are the people, and I'm going to quote from the indictment, he relied on for candid advice on important matters, the people who were best positioned to know the facts, and he deliberately disregarded the truth. Well, maybe it was a bunch of Democrats, right, that were telling him that the election wasn't stolen. This is the list. The defendant's vice president, who personally stood a lot to gain by this idea. The senior leaders of the Justice Department appointed by Trump. The director of national intelligence, the defendant's principal advisor on intelligence matters. Disabused the president directly. The Department of Homeland Security, Cyber Security and Infrastructure Agency. He called this the most secure election in American history. Donald Trump appointee. He's fired for saying that. Days later, he was fired. Senior White House attorneys selected by Donald Trump to provide him with advice. Senior staffers from his campaign. These are all this is all evidence that they have all testimony that they have. This isn't just the indictment says it. This is testimony that they have. Senior legislators and officials who supported the Republican candidate, Donald Trump. All of these are people who told him that this election was not stolen. And then, of course, the state and federal courts that he took all these cases to and not a single one. These are Republicans or people hired by the president to support him in the reelection. All said, so you say, well, he really, really, really believed it. Okay. <laughs> and you can go state by state if you want. You really should. Every state, it, it's another person telling the president directly to his face that there was no fraud, there was no problem in their election. So if the president says, oh, but I really believe these, I wasn't fraud, I really, really honestly believe this, well, that'd be part of the trial. Lots of people who will testify what they said. And a lot of evidence. And Donald Trump can put on evidence of his own and he can testify of his own view of reality. He is presumed innocent of all this. This is just one side of the story. Testify, call witnesses, the jury will decide. But if you're going to say, I, I really honestly believe something that dozens of people are going to stand on the stand and testify that they told you the opposite, that sounds a little bit like the insanity defense. Look, Donald Trump can afford the best lawyers. He's a first-class communicator who knows lots of words. And the indictment is just the government side of the story. And they'll have to turn over any information to Donald Trump that is exculpatory. And he can cross-examine witnesses to his heart's content. For example, he's trying to get this guy to do something illegal. Let's see what 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 Pence says. And the first time I heard in early December, somebody suggests that as vice president, I might be able to decide which votes to reject and which to accept. I knew that it was false. Our founders had just won a war against a king. And the last thing they would have done was vest unilateral authority in any one person to decide who would be the next president. I dismissed it out of hand, but sadly, the president was surrounded by a group of crackpot lawyers 
that kept telling him what his itching ears wanted to hear. Now, let me just just pause on that for a moment. I know, you know, Pence is a villain in Republican circles. He's all he was saying there is that I didn't have any right to do this under the law. And my 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 dear listener. We're focusing on the indictment. We're focusing on the law. And one thing I want you to try to do is say to yourself this simple question. If the president is guilty of what he's accused of, should he be held accountable or or not? And if you think about what the president asked Pence to do, which is to unilaterally throw out the results, would you believe the same if Kamala Harris did the same in um, – in 2021, uh, actually 2025 it'll be. What if Joe Biden did it in 2017? What if Al Gore did that in 2001? Put yourself in that position. The president was saying to the vice president, you have a right to unilaterally reject what the states have done. Would you believe that same thing if Al Gore had done that in 2001 or Joe Biden did it? In 2017, says, I, I, I think Hillary, uh, there's, there's too many questions. I think Hillary did. I'm going to throw out the results. Look. Now, maybe all of this is not true. Maybe the president honestly believed it. Maybe he's going to stand on the stand and say, look, many people told me it was illegal to rob a bank. But some people told me it was legal and I believed that it was legal. And so now you're going to indict me for robbing a bank. What happened to my free speech rights? Because part of his evolving defense on this is, well, I was just following the advice of some smart people, this guy Eastman, these other guys. Here's the problem with that. Those were not your counsels. Those were your co-conspirators. That's the equivalent of everyone getting together and saying, we all want a bunch of money. We all think it's a really good idea to rob this bank. And even though everyone has told you under the sun that it's illegal to rob a bank, you then say, but wait a minute, this guy told me it was okay to rob a bank. I'm not saying it's an, that's not his defense. You could make that defense. I, I honestly thought. But the stuff that we've heard this week, Oh, what about Hunter Biden? Election interference. The, the Joe Biden Justice Department. The Democrats did this all stuff too. Well, they're, you'll never get a fair trial in the District of Columbia. You know what those things all have in common? They never say that Donald Trump is not, didn't do these things and he should not be held accountable. If you want to call me up today, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. And say, look, I don't believe that the President of the United States, Donald, former President, should be held accountable for crimes. That's a position. I think it's a bad position. I think it's a wrong position. But at least you're being honest about it. But if you're going to call today, look, maybe in the later part of the show we'll do the uh, Hunter this and election interference that and why did they wait so long? I mean, I'm speaking to reasonable, smart lawyers who are Republicans who can't muster it to say, yeah, this indictment is really bad. If he did the things, he should go to jail. They're all about, oh, it's so late and interfering with the election or it should have been this or they should have done that or this one should have come first or there's too many of them.
A little earlier in the week, there was someone on the radio, because one of these knuckleheads that sometimes come on, these lawyers, he's saying, oh, they, they didn't make an independent counsel for Hunter Biden. They should have done that. He was being investigated by a Republican. And now with this one, they're saying, oh, they shouldn't have made this independent counsel for the president. They should have left it. I don't know what people are saying. But what they're not saying, and if you want to call up and disagree, you can, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222, is we don't care what the president did. They can't bring themselves to say that. So it's got to be all this other stuff. Well, today we're going to talk about what's in the indictment, what the accusation is, and whether we believe that people should be held responsible for the things that they do. And maybe there's some other system I have not discovered yet on the face of the earth. They say that our system is the worst system in government in the entire world. The worst system of justice, except when compared to all the others. Maybe there's some other brilliant system out there we should try using. But for now, we have grand juries of citizens who hand up indictments. They say words. And then the defendant has a chance to put on a defense. And the prosecution has to show they're on a reasonable doubt. But if we've reached a point in this country where we just say, ah, nah, we don't like that system. Instead, we're going to rely on knuckleheads on Fox News and people who are so in- interested in being being on the radio and TV on, on, on these Republican outlets that they're not going to say a single word about what's actually in the indictment. They're not going to bother. Well, I am. I read it, highlighted it. It's all dog-eared. Some good stuff in here. But let me conclude with the way I began. Before we go to a break. And again, I, I'm interested in what you have to say. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222, WABC at Gmail. Kevin's on the board. I think Bill is here during, wow, during daylight hours. So he's obviously not the vampire we suspected he was. But the point is that, look, it, this show, my show, my little oasis here on WABC, maybe it's the only place this week and people are going to say, let's really look at this really serious thing. It's a really serious thing to try to overturn the election to try to be a president who stays in office when the voters vote you out. That's a, that's a big deal. Like, we can't become a nerd. It can't be a, we can't let our partisanship be like we don't care. Now, we can say we don't believe it. That's fine. That's what we have trials for. I don't believe he did this. Okay, fine. That's a fair. That's a fair position. I'm going to tell you, if you read the indictment, they got people saying on the record words that are pretty darn damning. We have an electoral college. The the people who vote in the electoral college were all chosen by the states. Every one of those states that reported stuff to Washington, those were voters. And the president said to to, to his group, to his group of co-conspirators, let's come up with fake ones. That's what do you call that? <laughs> I mean, I'm open. I'm open if it's not a crime. All right. This is Anthony Weiner. This is the middle. A little bit unusual episode this week because we have so much ground to cover. We have Bill on the calls. Kevin looks like he's still at the board. Did Christian go out for an early lunch? Sure. I thought uh, Christian is uh, is getting geared up. It's great to have you along. I'm, I'm feeling calmer by the moment. It's a beautiful day outside. This is the middle. And we'll see you on the other side.
finding new ways to make change, reaching across the aisle to work with both sides. Before all this happened, Anthony Weir, he was fantastic. That guy could have been the president. This is The Middle with Anthony Weiner. But Weiner may be my greatest challenge yet. He has gone toe-to-toe with many pundits before me. On WABC. So welcome back to the middle. This is Anthony Weiner. That's Billy Paul doing his version of your song. We're going to have a couple of different versions of that song during the breaks. I know I usually let the music breathe a little more. And I uh, just had a little bit of a stern talking to that I have to dial it down a little bit. Look, when I first, for those of you, this I think is our 71st episode. For those of you, remember when I first came on, I said one of the things I want to talk about as little as possible was Donald Trump. For a while, I wouldn't even say his name. And then the guy announces for president, and then the, the indictment. Like, it became impossible. Um, but when you look at some of the polling and some of the data, that people, there are people who say they don't believe that the president did anything wrong, and even if they did, they, they even if he did, they would support him. I, I don't think that this is a great show for you, if that's, if that's what you believe. It's one thing to say I support the guy, but, but it's to say that I don't believe he's accountable to, for crimes. Um, and the thing about the indictment is, is you can read it. I mean, you, the, my dear listener, you can read it. It is not legalese. I am not a lawyer. It is not legalese. It reads like a story, but it reads like a really tragic story, like a story about our country. So let's get to some calls. And I'm not saying that you can't bring up stuff that is extraneous to the indictment, but I'm going to ask you the question. Be prepared, my callers. If the president did what was in this indictment, should he be held responsible? I'm going to ask you that because I think the, I think uh, uh, your fellow listeners should know that you don't believe that someone should be held accountable for crimes because that's the question that no that hasn't been asked this week. You know, when people come on and, and say, "Oh my God, it's election interference," okay, you don't like the timing of it, but if the president did what is alleged in this indictment. Should he be held responsible? I think it's a fair question. 800-848-WABC. I'm also wienerwabc at gmail.com, at Rep Wiener on Twitter, X, at Anthony D. Wiener on threads, and I think also Instagram, perhaps. All right, let's go to the calls. We have some great calls and some good callers up on the board. Uh, let's go to Vincent in Long Island. Hey, Vincent, thanks for calling. Hi, Anthony. Uh, I just want to ask you a question. Do you think that uh, doubting something is against the law? Absolutely not. That's exactly what he did, and he's still he's still doubting it. Nope, 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 nope. He was listen, Vincent. If that's your position, then you have to believe that all the people that told him something was not true, he still believed it. That's called the insanity defense. Well, wait a minute. He 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 got told by a lot of like he said crackpot lawyers that told him that Pence could turn this election around. No. That's and not true. So he, believes, he, he got he called. Let's, it. He let's, actually believes it. No, let's let's make this let's make this clear. First of all, in the indictment, and thank you, Vincent. He, those crackpot lawyers are his co-conspirators. 
You can say that they're lawyers. They're his co-conspirators, the people accused of trying to steal the election and trying to overturn the will of the people. And as far as what he believed, if he believed that in the indictment, if you read the indictment, when he had a meeting with his Joint Chiefs of Staff after the election was held and was asked to make a decision that could wait, he said, let's leave that for the next guy. He told his, he told Grisham, his, his, um, communication director, I can't believe I lost to this guy. He was told again and again and again. Now he can stand on the stage, a uh, stage. He can stand on, in, 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 in the, the, the witness box and say, and listen to the list of people. I'll just give you Georgia. His campaign told him he lost Georgia. The Republican Secretary of State said he lost Georgia. The, the, um, uh, uh, the Attorney General of Georgia told him. These are Republicans. Senior campaign advisor, one by one by one. So if you say, okay, he believed it, he believed it, he believed it, okay, all I'm telling you is that if you read this indictment, it's a long list. It's a long list. Hold on, I actually have a summary of some of these things. Not only did he not, he said, the defendant, this is Donald Trump, whenever I say the defendant, that's how he's referred to it, insinuated that more than 10,000 dead voters had voted in Georgia. Four days earlier, Georgia's Secretary of State explained to the defendant that that was false. The defendant defendant asserted that there were 205,000 more votes than voters in Pennsylvania. The defendant's acting attorney general and acting deputy attorney general had explained to him that this was false. The defendant said that there had been suspicious vote dump in Detroit. The defendant's attorney general explained to the defendant that this was false. And the defendant's allies in the Michigan State Legislature, the Speaker of the House of Representatives and Majority Leader of the Senate, had publicly announced there was no evidence of fraud in the state. I could keep going. There are, there are tons of these in here. Here's another one. The defendant claimed that there had been tens of thousands of double votes and other fraud in Nevada. The Nevada Secretary of State had previously rebutted the defendant's fraud claim publicly. In Arizona, 30,000 non-votes, uh, uh, non-citizens, he said, had voted for him. The defendant's campaign manager explained to him that what was, that was just false. And the Speaker of the Arizona House, a Republican, told him to his face That was not true. So if you want to say I really believed it, that's what's called the insanity defense. That's if the you you don't know right from wrong. It's so complicated to figure out, you know who told him it was okay? The other people committing the crime with him. And he can go on the stand and make that defense. You know how we figure stuff like this out? We put it in front of a jury. That's the only way we have. Uh, let's go to Rocco in Saratoga. Hey, Rocco, welcome back. Hello, Anthony. How are you doing? I'm good, pal. How How is Jordan? Calm he, down. Calm down. He's great. Friend. Thank you, okay. my man. Jordan yeah, is doing... You should, have, you should have given me a buzz. You were up here in Saratoga. <laughs> I could have sent him to my doc. You know I what I did, Rocco? You want to hear... in the ER. Here, you want to hear a story, Rocco? And, I, and I'll, 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 I'll let you get to your point. So the idea was we were going to get Jordan on our way up there for Parents Weekend... We were going to get him Shake Shack at the track. You know, there's a pop-up Shake Shack at the track. We got up there. They had run out of food by 4 o'clock in the afternoon, so we couldn't get him uh, Shake Shack while we were up there. But go ahead, Rocco. Why would you want to call? You, you saw the big guy that was be, uh, running the Shake Shack? Friend of mine. I could have gotten you a free Shake so Shack. So here's what me. they – I'll tell him to give you a free Shake Shack. It was it's on me. It was actually, a, it was actually a, young, a young woman and what Anthony, she – Listen, uh, no, no, no. They were out of food, they said. They said they ran out of food. But go ahead, Rocco. Get your call. Oh, he ate it all. He's a big guy. <laughs> <laughs> he likes it. He says it's great. He's a great guy. He's 19. 
hustling for his, you know, education and his mom and his family. American uh, dream. He's Jamaican. But he, he knows the way, the American way, to work hard. He has two jobs. He works at the 99 restaurant, and he, uh, he's my chauffeur when I need him, okay? So when I need him, I, I tell him, hey, Devon, I need a ride. Yep, 25 bucks. Here you go. All right. wherever, wherever I need to go. But anyway, he's a cool cat. But yeah, are you a little common now? I am. Me? Thank you, pal. Okay. Go, go ahead. Go, yeah. go ahead, though. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go. Okay, absolutely. Now we hit the thing. Let me ask you one thing, Anthony. Do you listen to WABC radio? Like I do. Most of the listeners I do. do. Maybe, you do. Maybe bonkers this Like, week. whose shows do you listen to? Oh, I, 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 I listen to the whole crew. I mean, I, I have it on in the background. I love listening to, to, to John's show. I listen in the morning, but I listen throughout the day. I mean, I, I've, you know, the thing that has made me kind of batty this week, and you can probably hear it in my voice, and Rocco, thank you for calming me down a little bit. The thing that got me is we keep having on these guys who are just, they're not going to, they, you know, Alan Dershowitz, he's a great lawyer, he's a nice man, I know the man. He, he knows better. He can read the indictment. He knows that, the, that this is not a free speech case. He knows that. He knows there are limits, and he 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 knows that this is that that he knows that so, that one of the charges against the president is that the president tried to stop the counting of the of of, of the votes in the electoral college. They conspired to do that. Let's go to Teddy and Yonkers. Go ahead, Teddy. I just experienced the good. All right, I Anthony. Think, yes, Teddy. Go ahead, pal. Okay. Anthony, I think you're great, superb. Anthony, you're the only one on this station, and I have to make this acknowledgeable for everybody to listen. You're telling the truth about Trump. If he's convicted of these crimes, he should be penalized. He should be held accountable. But what people are saying constantly, Anthony, constantly, that he has a right to protest the, uh, the results. He has, to, he has a right to question. But what you're bringing up is what everybody has, has been saying. People from the Attorney General of Georgia to his own confidants, not his lawyers, his own confidants, saying that you lost the election. It was no fault. Right, and, right. And but, well, Teddy, Teddy, here's the important thing. Thank you. Your line's breaking up, so I'm going to let you go. Thank you very much for the, for the call. Look, here's the important thing. And I hear, who says, oh, Greg Kelly says this all the time. Oh, suddenly, you know, people challenge, this guy challenged, that guy challenged, Hillary Clinton challenged, Hillary, even yesterday, you know, one of our callers called into another host, you know, uh, and, and said he's, uh, um, didn't the, didn't the Republican, didn't the Democrats challenge all the way to the Supreme Court in the year 2000? Yes. There's no doubt about it. We have a whole section of law about how you contest elections. Okay. I mean, we do. And it is totally, absolutely fine to go ahead and contest those elections. Now, not a single independent authority who is not allied with or paid by Donald Trump, no judge, no prosecutor, no election agency, no governor has ever validated substantial election fraud that would come close to re- reversing the results in any one state, let alone in all of them. Okay? So that's never happened. But I want to just make sure everyone understands this point. There is nothing against, in fact, challenging elections happens all the time. But once you've challenged them, 
And once you've been found that the results are final, and once the states have said this is who we have chosen as our electors, and once the courts have ruled in all the cases, not a single one has gone in your favor, and you say, I don't care, I'm going to choose option D, which is telling, Don, which is coming up with fake electors, and then telling the, the, the vice president, you go and you say no when these votes come in. That's a crime. That's a crime. It's not a misunderstanding. It's not I'm carrying out my free speech. It is a crime. And if you, you know, they have this expression in the law. I don't know who taught me this. Probably Arthur Idala or something like that. If you have the facts, you pound the facts. If you have the law, you pound the law. And if you have neither, you pound the table. What we have been hearing for the last several days is supporters of Donald Trump pounding the table. And we're not going to do that here. And we'll see you on the other side. It's the middle with Anthony Weiner, 77 WABC. And welcome back to the middle. Your song getting covered by a couple of uh, a couple of different acts. That's from the Moulin Rouge soundtrack. That's Ewan McGregor. You know the actor? Ewan McGregor, is that his name? Evan McGregor? Ewan McGregor, yeah. Anyway, so that's him. And uh, we're talking about Donald Trump. And between each segment when we go to break, some member of the brass of the staff here comes to make sure I'm okay. I'm fine. This isn't, look, I'm not, first of all, it's a big deal. I mean, am I wrong about that? Whether you're Democrat or Republican is a big deal. But also, it, it is remarkable that some people believe what they're being told here. They're being told, oh, my God, if he really, really believes it, does that make it okay? No. I mean, kind of no. That's that. I mean, that's why the insanity defense is not really usually successful. But we have plenty of people on the board who, who want to disagree, and I'm, I'm open to it. I'm open to it. Let's go to Andrew in New Jersey. Hey, Andrew, thanks for calling. Yeah, I- I question even if someone from the brass came and talked to you, but I want to say a few lies. And also your intro is defensive to me about the Japanese internment. First, also um, Italians and Germans, to a lesser extent, were also interned by your Democrat Party. So that is offensive. You mean Democratic Party? It's the Democratic Party. And, uh, right, and um, what you said is that most people want Trump to be prosecuted if he broke the law, but you're lying by omission. You're leaving out if it's an equal standard, not selective prosecution. No, 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 no. All right. Finally, someone, someone tried to steer us off into selective prosecution. There has never in the history, thank you, Andrew, in the history of the United States been anyone that did this. And you think the selective prosecution, what about the thousand people who were charged under similar statute? who have argued in court that they did it because Donald Trump incited them to do it and told them to do it. Those people should go to prison. Those people should be prosecuted, but not the guy who is who is putting this plan together. What's the selective prosecution? 1,000 people have been prosecuted, but you're going to say, what's the argument for not, for not charging the guy who is, who is inciting this? That's the much tougher argument to me. You know, this whole idea, oh, it's selective. Wait a minute. 
So it's a hundred percent of the people who did this behavior are being charged. One hundred percent. And that's, I mean, I, it's what about the other guy is always the answer. No, I'm not here. I'm, I'm, I'm off at four. I guess Curtis Lee were coming at three o'clock. After that, you can do that line as much as you want, but you're not going to get away with it here. I'm sorry. Let's go to Rob in Oceanside. Go ahead, Rob. Hey, Anthony, you talk about selective uh, prosecution. You know what? When the feds bring you in a room and they tell you you're going to go to jail unless you say this, you're going to say it, okay? You are the worst. You are the worst. From the impeachment hoax, from the call from Zelensky, they were after this guy since day one. And your buddy, Chuck the Schmuck Schumer, right, said if you mess with the intelligence agencies, They'll get you 26. Rob, Rob, Rob I, Rob, I can't help noticing you're not mentioning anything in the indictment. If the president did, if President Trump did what's in the indictment, is he above the law? Should he be prosecuted? Which? He's not. First of all, he's not going to be prosecuted. You know why? Rob, I'm not he's asking re- you if. It's too late. He's already being prosecuted. And I'm asking you, well, if he did what's in the indictment, should he be held accountable? Listen, the Fed, the Look, the deep state is after the Rob, man. Rob, you don't answer what? the Rob, you're Anthony, ducking the question. Anthony, Rob, you're Anthony. ducking the question. Rob's ducking the question because he doesn't want to say Donald Trump is above the law. So he's like, deep state, Chuck the schmuck, Anthony Weiner, when you're this or that. You could do that all you want. But for this hour, we're going to talk about the indictment, the system of laws that we have in our country. Someone calls up and says, select the prosecution, fine. I'll, I'll go that far with you and talk about the thousand people who have been prosecuted under similar statutes for, for what they did. It's the actions. If the president did what he has alleged in this indictment, he should go to jail. And if anyone disagrees, call up and say, no, he's above the law. I mean, it's a, it's, it's, who do they think? I'm curious. Do they think their fellow listener hears that and says, oh, I guess he's not, I guess Donald Trump's not guilty because Chuck the Schmuck did something. Let's go to Richard in Forest Hills. Hey, Richard, welcome back. Uh, yeah, so pretty much, I mean, regarding the, uh, regarding the indictments themselves, uh, your, your question, your question is if he's uh, guilty of what he's accused of, should he be uh, convicted? Now, I think the better question to ask is that if these cases were substantial, why would they be, be, be brought uh, so prolifically. I mean, you know, you're not even one, you're not even talking about one uh, document. You're talking about four separate indictments. And again, uh, many of the charges, the way that the charges are worded, uh, they're they're really specious. I mean, they look as if there's something there substantive to charge him with. But when you look at the verbiage of the indictments, you know, and, and what what the charges. Give, 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 give me an example of that, Richard. Richard, give me an example. Okay, I'll give you an example. Uh, and so far as that, you know, basically they're charging that he held classified documents uh, as if a, a sitting president does not have a, a right to do that. Incorrect. Someone In, incorrect. They they oh, were not. They're not charging him for holding. They're not charging him for holding. If you're going to state it, let's state it right. He is not charged with holding classified documents. That, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. They but they're charged. They're alleging that he had. Documents at uh, his private residence that were classified documents. Is that incorrect? That is incorrect. Really? Yeah. They charged him with having documents being asked by the court 
to return the documents and not returning them, moving them, hiding them, lying about them, and then showing them to people that didn't have um, clearance to view them. You see, this is the problem, Richard. If you want to set up a straw man just to burn down the straw man, you're not going to do it here. That's not what he was charged with. And he just the same way he's not charging the indictment this week with free speech violations. It's not a free speech that they're, that they're saying you're, we're upset at you about. It's the actions. Let's go to Steve in Long Beach. Go ahead, Steve. Hello, Anthony. How are you? I'm well, Steve. Thank you. All right. Uh, just a, a personal note uh, on, on you. Uh, originally, when you were on the radio, I used to turn you off. However, we differ in opinions, but you are growing on me, and I thank you for that. And I thank you. Um, as far as, um, yeah, if he's guilty of doing what he's what they're saying that he's doing, that's fine. But you also have to go to the facts of, you mentioned before that certain officials said, well, what you're saying is wrong, but they don't offer proof. If I can give you an analogy uh, just briefly on another topic of transgenderism, I am a male. I am biologically a male. I am DNA a male. Everything about me is being a male. Now, if I tell you a female that I'm a female, well, I'm not, you know, Steve, but let me ask you a question. How do you, but, but Steve, but Steve, let me, let me ask you a question. Okay. So, so you're saying that he, that, that, that you can't prove that something did not happen. Is that what you're saying? Um, yeah, I guess that's one way of saying it. Right. So uh, because, because the, the, the officials in Georgia say there was no fraud. Officials in Wisconsin said there was no fraud. Officials in um, Pennsylvania said there's no fraud. So they say that, and then the president says, oh, I think there is, I think there is, I think there is. And then when asked for the evidence, co-conspirator number one says, we don't have evidence, we have theories. When his campaign manager goes and looks at it, they say there's no evidence of this. When the Justice Department goes to look at it, there's no evidence of this. When the individual state legislators, Republicans, go to look for it, they say there's no evidence. There's nothing there, Mr. President. So you're saying you want him to, okay, if you want to have an election, if you want to have a trial where you says what he says was true, we kind of had those. They're the, the, the 40 some odd state cases, all of which determined there was no determinative fraud in these cases. That's the way we come up with the truth in a democracy that has a justice system like ours. You can't prove that's the way it goes. It is the president who is trying to steal the election by saying things. It's on him to say what you what is your evidence. It's not on the, on the, uh, the rest of the world has already said there's no evidence. We're going ahead. We're, we sent our electors. The state, the, the states already sent their electors to Washington. They all certified them. Republican legislatures certified them. Republican audits certified them. This guy, Donald Trump's his campaign paid for an audit in Arizona and the margin went up for Joe Biden, not down. So you're saying, oh, well, he's how do you know it wasn't true? We have one way to know it's not true. We have trials. <laughs> we have trials and these things were taken. But even if you really, 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 really believe what you're saying is true, you still can't break the law. I'm sorry. I really, really, really want more money. I can't go rob a bank. I really, really, really want to stay president. I cannot threaten my vice president. And I cannot hatch a plan to put fake electors, one of which the affidavit that they were authentic was signed by the president of the United States himself. 
You can't go to your own Justice Department and say, hey, call the states and say there's an investigation going on when there's not. That's fraud. That's a violation of the law. Those whole, well, he didn't know. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. No, no, no. We're past that. If he wants to, if he had a, he has had nothing but chances to prove his case. And by the way, I've heard other people, uh, um, some other co-conspirators say, oh, I got this affidavit. I got that affidavit. I got this affidavit. Hey, pal, the affidavits are what you do when you go to court. Those affidavits were laughed out of court in every single court in the country. And you can't say, well, I still believe it. Yeah, that's not the way our system works. It's not the way it works. And if it was, would you be fine with it if Al Gore in 2001 said, I'm going to name myself president, I'm going to open up these electoral college votes, and I'm going to instead name myself president? Really? And in 2017, when Joe Biden was sitting in that seat, it was okay to say, ah, we have some problems with this, we're going to name, we're going to put, say say no, despite the law. We're We're going to unilaterally say no. Yeah, you'd be okay with that, huh? I don't think so. We'll see you on the other side. This is The Middle with Anthony Weiner, 77 WABC. It's a little bit funny, this feeling inside. I'm not one of those who can easily hide. I don't have much money, but boy, if I did. I buy a big house where we both could live. So we're back. That's the most famous version of your song, Elton John. Now, I thought that he did the original, but Three Dog Night apparently did the original. Our musical director pointed that out to me. All right. Let's do a couple more quick calls. Um, first, let's go to Teddy in Long Island. Go ahead, Teddy. Okay. Well, it's Eddie, but I'll take Teddy. I'm sorry, Eddie. Teddy. Eddie. Well, that's okay, my friend. And, you know, I don't know who had a word with you, but in Joe Piscopo's words, you are fired up, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> you really are. My father agrees with you, the greatest, the worst country in the world, unless you've lived in another one. Yep. And my physics professor told me, uh, every man's my teacher. I have a January, I, I was in January, uh, uh, in the January 6th mob, through no fault of my own. I was brought down there by a neighbor who said, I'm going to Washington. I knew nothing about any rally. He said, we'll see the buildings and then we'll go out to dinner. Myself, I'm a nuclear medicine technologist trained in uh, Brookhaven National Lab to be a scientist. I look at both sides. I have to take all empirical knowledge in. And, uh, you know, then we take a long time to look at things and do the best things for people with medicine. I don't go for people yelling and screaming. I know Teddy and uh, Stan. And uh, I, I like your calm voice. You know, I appreciate and, uh, it. I appreciate it. And, yeah, and, and I yeah. apologize. The, the, I apologize. I'm getting a little worked up. I see Tony's on the board. She doesn't like me yelling either. Um, I gotta say, I get two different, I get two different sets of feedback when I get excited. They're like, oh, the old wiener, we like it. And then it's like, the old wiener, we can do with less of him. Let's go to Dean in New Jersey. Hey, Dean. Yeah. Hi, Anthony. You I, know, how, how about if, do you honestly, truly believe that if the DOJ went after the administration now, that they would find anything as strong as they're going after the Trump, the old Trump it, let, let, let me just put it this way, Dean. I'll make it a lot easier. I'll make it easier for you. If in 2017, Joe Biden sitting in the in in the in the seat that, that Pence was in 
if he said, as much as I dislike Donald Trump and I was supporting Hillary Clinton, if he says I'm going to throw out the results of the election and I'm going to refuse to certify the election, and if Barack Obama or Joe Biden at the time had conspired to send fake electors, and if they had called up the states, the various states, and threatened them and cajoled them, if they had if they had gone to their Justice Department and said, let's make up fake documents that talk about investigations into the irregularities in the election, despite the fact that they did, they weren't doing any investigation, I'd like to think that I would sit here and say, yeah, you can't do that. And that's 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 the way to look at it, is if, if just take the politics out of it. Just read the indictment and put in any name. You know, Richard Nixon, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, whoever you want. Well, you can't do Hillary Clinton. It's got to be a former president. You should be outraged. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be saying, well, what about Hunter? Or like, what about in the District of Columbia? What do they know? I want an independent prosecutor, but I don't want this one. I want a different one. My whole point is like, it, it, no one who can, no one takes that position who's actually read the indictment. And so I'm not upset with the listeners. It's, it's 45 pages. It's a little bit of reading. I mean, I'm not sure everyone should do it. But when I hear my fellow hosts, when I hear guests, when I turn on some TV stations and I just see people like just saying stuff as if they didn't read the indictment. My God, it's just outrageous. They're criminalizing speech. No, they're not criminalizing speech. Oh, it's so select. Oh, Hunter Biden's case came out the same time. No one's complaining about Hunter Biden being prosecuted during an election year. Look, I get it. These are partisan times. I get it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like, like mystified by that. And I like, and, and the idea that 65, 66% you know, percent of the country thinks this is serious and, and that 40 some odd percent of Republicans think that this is a big deal. And I, I get it. We're, we have more, we agree with things more than we disagree on this stuff. By and large, the question that should be asked, you should keep in the back of your mind. If he did the things that are alleged, should he be held responsible or is he above the law? And the way we determine that is we have trials. We have trials. And he, and no one is better equipped. The bully pulpit he has, the money he has, the lawyers he has, no one's better equipped to defend himself. And let's conclude with that thought. He is presumed innocent. It looks bad. He is presumed innocent. And I really do appreciate you spending some time with me. Three to four coming up. Me and Curtis Lee, we're going to talk about the insane riots downtown, not far from my home. And also um, a few other things, like the, the migrant crisis. I really do appreciate the opportunity to share the afternoon with you. It's a beautiful day outside. I hope it's beautiful where you are. I'm very grateful that you lent me some of your day. And look forward to seeing you at the top of the hour with Left versus Right.